Hello, everybody. Welcome again to another edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, of course, powered by Overtime Media. I am Jay Kokorowski, senior writer at BadgerBlitz.com, of course, your Rivals.com destination for all things Wisconsin athletics from the recruiting trail inside Camp Randall Stadium and, of course, on the court of the Kohl Center. And unfortunately for the Wisconsin Badgers, for the men's basketball program, they will not uh, participate. They have not been participating in the Sweet 16 matchups that course started on thursday and friday as they fall to iowa state last week in milwaukee at pfizer forum ending uh what you know was still an over achieving season you could say uh exceeding expectations when many pointed them to this being a rebuild year or an off year uh you know, for those that, you know, obviously we had all our coverage on BadgerBlitz.com. Ben Morgle was in Milwaukee, our fellow senior writer that was on the beat for basketball this season. Check out all his stuff there. And uh, just one quick note, too. Apologies on our end, on my end. Uh, I know, I think last week I mentioned that we were going to do podcasts every week or podcasts after every game uh, and whatnot. Unfortunately, there's something that came up on my end uh, this past weekend that uh, I was, you know, on our end there. And I apologize uh, for not getting those out. So, uh, again, if you all were expecting that, again, my, my sincere apologies on that. We'd like to deliver on our expectations, especially on what we say. But, uh, you know, we're here now, and with that, we're transitioning. You know, I'll have Ben Wargle on in the next week or so, kind of just to recap and take a look back at what Greg Gard, Johnny Davis, Brad Davison, Tyler Wall, and others, what they did this year, right? Uh, and I think it's going to be a good well, good recap on, and things to take away from the season, uh, along with just what's ahead. And obviously, Matthew Morse confirmed to BadgerBlitz.com. Uh, that on Monday that he was entered the transfer portal. Uh, of course, that verbal commits Twitter handle first uh, announced that um, and whatnot. So we'll see just what changes come from this program uh, with an outgoing Brad Davison. Obviously, Matthew Morse uh, is in, in the portal now, and he's out of the program. Uh, we'll see who else. Uh, you know, Chris Vogt won't be back. So yeah, there's there's the you know, wins of change always happen with college athletics because of you know, now it's either you know senior attrition or transfer portal or you know recruiting. So stay tuned for more from BadgerBlitz.com. We'll have more. And you know, we already have a thread in our Badgers Den forum for subscribers, and where we're talking about you know potential transfer options. And for that matter, it's a great time to join with BadgerBlitz.com. You go enter Badgers. 22 is the promo code when you go to badgerblitz.com. New users, guess what? Your first year is 22 bucks. That's not bad. Your first year subscription, only 22 bucks. That's less than two bucks a month. You know, well, gosh, I was looking at action figures. You know, I have three boys. You know, they're costing 20, 25 bucks there. You know, your same amount for a full year subscription, right? This is a great time to take a look because obviously spring football is on the way and I have tons of content coming for you in the next month. Once practices open up to the reporters, I'm going to get to that in a little bit. But you're also going to have basketball. We have recruiting. Recruiting is going to be big this time of year uh, with, with players visiting Wisconsin and checking out what the practice looks like, what the facilities look like. This is a great time, folks. So once again, Badgers22 is the promo code. This offer ends April 1st, so we got less than a week away. Go to BadgerBlitz.com, new users, and a promo code 22, Badgers2022. Badgers22, I'm sorry. And you will get your first year of subscription for just 22 bucks. Anyways, on that note, let's talk about spring football. Uh, they started, you know, Badgers started spring practices l- yeah, this week on Tuesday, 
Reporters have not had a chance to watch yet. They closed the first week of practice. But next week, we're going to be open. We're going to have all 12 practices open uh, for reporters to watch, which is going to be great access to see just with winds of change within this program. I remember I mentioned that just, a, what, two minutes ago about college, every college program has some form of, you know, there's attrition going on, right? Uh, Wisconsin, you know, each year. Wisconsin has a lot going on uh, this year in terms of just new faces, new coaches. And so within that, this podcast, I'm going to take time to really, I'm going to break down five positions that interest me the most this spring. And now let me preface and give a disclaimer. Every position is going to be watched and analyzed by badgerblitz.com. That's not an issue. And every position will be needed to be watched this year because there's always, you know, you look at defense, there's a starter on every level of that unit that will need, you know, have people step up from last year with a departing starter, right? Uh, Offense as well outside of the quarterback spot where obviously Graham Mertz is back for his third year as a starter. That being said, I want to kind of break down again, the five that I'm most interested in going into this spring ball. And let's give some honorable mention first and foremost, right? Uh, Because uh, right now (laughs) there's a lot, Uh, any position that had a change in position coach, that's going to be up there, and I'm going to. There are some in my top five of this for this podcast that you'll hear, but ones I didn't. Tight ends maybe number five B, because you no longer have Jake Ferguson, who of course Barry Alvarez's grandson caught a pass in every game, 47 straight games he caught a pass in between 2018 and 2021. He is now gone. Who steps up? this spring and into summer conditioning into fall camp and into the season is going to be a storyline. And so, uh, you know, I'm going to, this is uh, the highest of the honorable mentions in my eyes uh, because you have Jack Eschenbach, Clay Cundiff, and we'll see where he's at coming back from, you know, uh, you know, an injury that landed him in the hospital after, you know, during the Iowa game. Uh, You look at Hayden Rucci, Cam Large, Cole Dakovich, Jalen Franklin, who is my player to watch at that position group this year with his athleticism uh, and see how he grows uh, within the offense and whatnot there. So that's one position for honorable mention. Also we'll mention, you know, place kickers and kickoff specialists with Colin Larsh departing the program. Not going to come back for his sixth year after all. Uh, You have Arkansas transfer Vito Calvaruso, who last season booted over is it over 80%, 80-85% of his kickoffs for touchbacks. You have Jack Van Dyke coming back for his third year. We'll see what Nate Van Zelst can do on field goals too. Safeties is, you know, there's no, uh, I was going to say, within. let me go backtrack real quick to the place kickers and kickoff specialists. There's also no longer going to be a special teams coach. And so they're going to divide, you know, they're going to divide duties uh, different ways uh, this year compared to having Chris Herring. Because why? Talk about the tight ends again. Chris Herring is now coaching the tight ends uh, with Mickey Turner, the former tight ends coach that has been with the UW since the 2015 season, now doing an off-field role as the lead leader of the recruiting department, essentially. His title is still TBD, folks. But, uh, again, 
a lot of change over there. It's going to be interesting for both of those groups. You know, I'll say safeties as well. Obviously, Colin Wilder and Scott Nelson, those two starters leave the program, left their mark. Um, and now, how do we see John Torchio step up? Who, you know, co- you know, talked to Jim Leonard yesterday. You talked to Colin Wilder. Uh, you know, BadgerBlitz.com did uh, a few weeks back. You know, talking about him kind of becoming more of a leader on that defense and, and you know, and whatnot. So that's going to be something there. How does Travian Blaylock look now with a more, even more prominent role? Hunter Wohler, the four-star safety that from the 2021 class. You know, a lot of people like him and what he could be coming up. So how does he emerge further? And how do those three lift that group to replace the production that you saw out of Wilder and Nelson? So those are my among three of my honorable mentions there. Uh, as I've already taken up way more time than I thought it would on the honorable mentions. But let's get to number five. Number five is the wide receivers. And it's not hard to imagine why, right? You have three seniors that have left with Danny Davis, Kendrick Pryor, Jack Dunn. Davis and Pryor each had 32 receptions last season, combined for 894 yards, five receiving touchdowns between that duo who concluded their chapters in Madison in 2021. On top of that, Devin Chandler left mid-season, signed with Virginia during the early signing period. You also had A.J. Abbott, Isaac Smith, depart the program too via transfer portal after the season. So it's a new look. On top of that, uh, you have, obviously, Chimray DK returning, had under 20 catches but last season, but made the most of his time. And you're hearing praise about Chim Ray, not just from the coaches or Alvis Witted, like during the early signing period, but you know, you're hearing uh, even Scott Nelson, when he talked to us on Badger Blitz TV on our YouTube channel, you know, had him as UW's breakout player on offense uh, and whatnot. Uh, I think DK will take a big jump, but who's going to replace, you know, being right next to him? There's Marcus Allen, there's Skylar Bell, who are the big names that I think people should keep a tabs on. And coming up on Sunday, kind of giving a little preview here, we asked a bunch of former Badgers, now former Badgers, who they feel could be or would be breakout players on offense. So they gave their candidates. And a few put Marcus Allen on there. And obviously Badger Blitz wrote about him last year, uh, you know, uh, in December, about his journey in his first year, former four-star product out of Ohio. And there's also Skylar Bell, who, you know, again, both got, you know, significant reps during the 2021 Las Vegas Bowl. Danny Davis did not participate in that game. Each had a catch, each one for third, first down. I think they're both on third down, right? It'll be interesting to see. It's a small sample size, just how they progress further. Allen had some intriguing reps in mop-up time against Rutgers back in early November. Remember, he had a couple catches. Along with the jet sweep, he had another one, another jet sweep that was, I think, I forgot how many yards, but that was called back due to a penalty on Wisconsin's offense. So I think those two are going to be really intriguing to watch. Oh, yeah, there's also someone like Dean Ingram who transitioned from cornerback where he played 13 games last season and was the primary nickelback in the slot for Wisconsin during those nickel packages. 
he moves over to wide receiver. And how does he work through the transition and how does he work his way into the offense and potential too deep is another storyline with the tutelage or the mentorship of Alvis Witted as the position coach. You also have Keontes Lewis. Played 11 games as a true freshman in 2021. Now, what does he bring to this unit? You know, six foot two, so a taller wide receiver as well. You know, how does he adjust to Wisconsin's offense from UCLA in the Pac-12? So I think that's going to be a really big group where you have so much production being lost. And who's going to pick up the slack and who's going to emerge? So I think that is my number five. Number four on this most interested in list, per se, would be the offensive line. And there are plenty of reasons why. Obviously, Joe Rudolph, former offensive coordinator, former associate head coach, former offensive line coach, moved on to Virginia Tech. So now he's taking over Virginia Tech's offensive line is going to be the the run game coordinator too. And in his place comes Bob Bostad. And of course, many know Bob Bostad. He was already on the staff. He coached the inside linebackers since 2017 season, helped develop further Jack Sitchie, TJ Edwards, Ryan Connolly, Chris Orr, Jack Sanborn, Leo Chanel, part of what they call death row for that nickname of that position group. Now he's back on the offensive line where, from 2008 to 2011, mentored and tutored some of the most notable linemen that went on to the next level. Gabe Karimi, who won the Outland Trophy in 2010. John Moffitt, Peter Kahns, Kevin Zeitler, who's still in the NFL. Travis Frederick, Rick Wagner. You have those type of players. Josh Oglesby. You have a list of really... In, you know, obviously NFL-ready players he mentored in his first stint as offensive line coach. Now, what changes with this group? What new perspective does this, does Bostad have compared to what Rudolph had initially? Now, for that matter, if you go to a UWBadgers.com article that was just posted a couple of days ago, about three days ago, it's the one about Al Johnson. It's really interesting because he noted – Mike Lucas did a long time UWBadgers.com scribe, veteran reporter for the Cap Times years ago, said that Braylon Allen was take was participating in reps behind a line that had a little different look compared to last year. There was Jack Nelson, who was at right guard in 2021, at left guard. Tyler Beach, who was left tackle last year, moved inside the right guard or to left guard. Tanner Bordellini, who can't, whose versatility has shown, uh, been highlighted for the, his first two seasons, both inside on the interior and outside, was at center. Then you had Michael Furtney at right guard and Logan Brown at right tackle. So we'll see coming up on Tuesday when they open up practice for the first time, just who is where, who is injured, who may be limited, etc. So I'm excited to see just how the offensive line just looks different and what perspective that Bob can bring a new set of eyes and what can do with that offensive line that needs to replace key starters like Josh Seltzner, 
and Logan Bruss, who received accolades both on the Big Ten level and uh, for Seltzner in particular, he received a third team All-America nod from the Associated Press. Coming up, number three on this list is quarterback. Now there's, again, the turnover for quarterback is Dandy Vandenboom, who did not play last season, and I believe the only completion he had during his career was during the 2018 year where he threw a touchdown pass to Taj Mustafa. That was, uh, gosh, that was the second game of the year, if I'm not mistaken. But Mertz returns, and obviously this is a big year for the fourth-year junior, the former four-star prospect in the 2019 class. And, you know, this is going to be a year where, you know, again, you have Chase Wolf behind him. There's Deacon Hill, who, if you all read our article back late last year, might have been early January, talking about Hill's first season and everyone noting his can of the arm. How does Hill look and how does he progress in his second season and just what he can learn? You also have, on top of that, Miles Burkett, the 2021 Gatorade State Football Player of the Year, the AP, I believe I'm not mistaken, the AP Player of the Year, and then on top of that, a state champion for Franklin and leading the Sabres to a WIAA Division I state championship over Isaac Ham in Sun Prairie back in late November. But with Mertz, that's obviously the key player and being a third-year starter, just where does he grow? Y'all go to badgerblitz.com on our YouTube page. Paul Chris talked. He answered a question about Graham Mertz and his evaluation, and it's four and a half minutes, so I'll let you know. Go to our YouTube page and find that. Paul describes just areas of potential improvement for Graham. And it's going to be interesting to see just how much he grows in this group. Both Leo Chanel and Fayon Hicks, when I asked them who they believed the breakout player on offense would be in 2022, they both pointed to Graham Mertz. And so how this offense goes, where you don't have, you're losing Jake Ferguson. You're losing Danny Davis and Kendrick Pryor. You know, Braylon Allen's still growing and developing as a running back, but you also have three running backs in Isaac Garendo, Ches Malusi, Brady Shipper that won't be doing much, in, according to Paul Christ, in the spring. So how does his play at quarterback elevate? What steps does he take to help lead an offense that, you know, like other positions where, you know, on this team where there is attrition and others are going to need to step up and that quarterback spot will need to be, you know, elevated in play. And you saw that with Mertz, by the way, at the end, like the last, what, four games of the four or five games of the season outside of the Minnesota loss. You saw him improve his completion percentage. I thought it was around 66%. uh, Apologies if I'm incorrect there. In those final five games, you know, he made, he was having better decisions. You know, you saw the progressions there, more touchdowns and interceptions. So we'll see if he can continue that under the guidance of Bobby Ingram, who's Wisconsin's offensive coordinator, but he's also going to be mentoring the quarterbacks too. Paul Christ announced earlier this week. Now, Bobby Ingram mentioned yesterday about Keller Christ, who of course is the nephew of head coach Paul Christ, but he has significant division one experience playing at Stanford, at Tennessee, and top of it. And so Ingram will have Chris to help him out as a graduate assistant as well. 
in that regard. So that's my number three in terms of the most, you know, the positions that I'm most interested in in spring ball. Let's go to number two. For me, that's going to be inside linebackers. And there's a big reason why, right? Gone are Leo Chanel and Jack Sanborn, who had monster years last season. Now, the duo combined for 206 tackles, 34 and a half tackles for loss, 13 sacks in 2021. And they played the vast majority of the snaps at that position group. So now with Sanborn and Chanel both decided to move on, Chanel decided to forego his senior season and declare for the NFL draft and put up just monstrously athletic numbers at both the NFL scouting combine and Wisconsin's pro day. Again, go to VegerBlitz.com, just search Leo Chanel uh, and just some of his numbers. It's again, very impressive to see just where he'll go in the NFL draft coming up very soon as well as Sandberg for that matter. But how Wisconsin replaces that production is going to be a key storyline on the defense on top of that, there's a new inside linebackers coach. We mentioned Bo Stad moving back to the offensive line. They bring on Bill Sheridan, who just was recently, for the past couple, I believe, couple seasons, the defensive line coach at Air Force. But he has defensive coordinator experience at Boston College and also in the NFL with the New York Giants, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Actually coached alongside Bob Bosted when both were in Tampa underneath Greg Schiano. How he melds with the group is going to be really, really interesting. And Jim Leonard talked about Sheridan yesterday, saying how he's helped Leonard, and he believes the rest of the staff in the short time that he has been there. Now, Wisconsin officially announced Sheridan on February 22nd. So, again, it's going to be very intriguing to see just who steps up with Chanel and Sanborn gone. I think right now that looks to be, if you're talking about returners at that position group, Tatum Grass, Muma Jongmeta, both entering their fourth year in the program, along with you know third-year sophomore Jordan Turner. And Turner is my player to watch in terms of you saw in limited snaps just the production that he could bring. Pro Football Focus credited him with seven snaps against Arizona State in the 2021 Las Vegas Bowl against Arizona State. He, If those are true, he wrapped up four, recorded four tackles, including one for loss, in that span. It may have been mop-up time against Rutgers and Northwestern, but guess what? He recorded an interception in each of those games in early to mid-November. It will be interesting just to see what Sheridan thinks of what Turner can bring and just exactly what Turner's skill sets will be in, in bigger, more expansive roles potentially. Now, another player, too, that could influence this is Spencer Lytle. Wisconsin, on their spring roster, announced that Lytle moved from the outside to the inside. And if he stays healthy, if he's available... Lytle could bring, again, another veteran presence. He's a former four-star player going into his fourth year. And so how fast can he pick up that position group and make a switch like someone like Jim Leonard mentioned yesterday with his availability to reporters talking about Jack Sitchi, talking about Ryan Connolly and having that flexibility to move inside. So, again, that and the reason why it's most interesting because it's also the most, I said in my badgerblitz.com, 
position previews for this spring that I thought inside linebackers were the most, it's going to, the change in the turnovers going to be the most impactful for, you know, with, for the team overall, with just what you saw out of Sanborn and Chanel. So heading to number one, the top of the list I'm most intrigued by is the cornerback room. And it's pretty easy to tell why you have three significant pieces that were starting pieces last year, consistent pieces, Fayon Hicks, Caesar Williams, Dean Ingram, no longer in that room. Hicks and Williams are off to chase their dreams in the NFL. And Hicks, for that matter, heck, he had himself a day at Pro Day inside the McLean Center just a couple of weeks ago with just how he ran his 40, his agility drills, etc. You also have Dean Ingram, who now, as we mentioned before, is heading over to wide receiver. And so you have with Wisconsin... It's going to be new starters. Now, Alexander Smith started two games last season in place of Fayon Hicks. It was against the Eastern Michigan game and then the Las Vegas Bowl against Arizona State. How does he take strides where he's a player that can play both inside and in the, or inside in the slot and on the outside? They also bring in three transfer cornerbacks. They have Justin Clark, who played for Hank Poteet, Wisconsin's cornerbacks coach, when he was at Toledo from 2017 to 2020. He's entering his seventh year. You have two sixth-year corners, Cedric Dort, who played a Mount Staking 44 career games at Kentucky. So he has SCC experience and guarding some of the toughest wide receivers out there. Jay Shaw, I believe, played in over 40 games as a Bruin. He had three interceptions last year. It's going to be very interesting to see what those three can bring to the program. But also, I mentioned Alexander Smith. Some of the other returners, Samar Melvin, started two games at Minnesota against Ohio State in the 2019 season. How does he emerge now? And then on top of that, you have some younger players. You have Amon Williams, who's a walk-on third-year sophomore. You have two redshirt freshmen and Ricardo Hallman and Al Ashford the third. And Ashford did not play last season due to an arm injury. Hallman, I've always been intrigued with his ball hawking type skills in high school. And, you know, he saw time in three games last season. Just what could he do at that position as well? So the storylines here of how you can have the transfers work in and communicate and become comfortable within Jim Leonard's defense within the defensive backfield in the secondary, that all will be something to watch and something I'll keep a keen eye on because obviously you need to have a secondary that can communicate with each other and make plays, you know, in college football to get to division titles, to get to big 10 championship games, to get to a high seated bowl. So those are my, again, everything we're going to, we're going to watch every position here, at, you know, during the spring for BadgerBlitz.com, uh, here at BadgerBlitz.com. But those are the five that I'm the ones that I'm most interested in seeing going forward. But we're going to take a quick break, come back. I'm actually going to play, go straight into the audio. We talked to Bobby Ingram on Friday. We talked to three coordinator staff, right? Bobby Ingram, offensive coordinator. Jim Leonard, defensive coordinator. And then we talked to Mickey Turner. So you can see all three of these also on our YouTube channel, but we'll play after the break our chat, the media's chat with Bobby Ingram, new Wisconsin offensive coordinator. 
appreciate you guys for coming out again. I'm extremely excited to be here uh, and working with this this, uh, this program. And it's been amazing. The first few weeks have been unbelievable. So uh, uh, Paul has been great. We've had a lot of additions to the staff. Guys are working really hard. The players are really coming together uh, off the field, and it's fun to watch them compete and uh, get better as players on the field. Bobby, Paul, Paul is of the opinion that if you're a good football coach, you're a good football coach. You, know, you can coach multiple positions, like moving Bostad when he came here to inside linebacker. Right. Have you worked much with quarterbacks before, and, and will there be any transition for you, just maybe some of the fundamental stuff, or, or is it going to be seamless? How do you think you're going to handle it? I've worked with quarterbacks all my life. As uh, a catcher. <laughs> yeah. So I understand, you know, but I don't, it's not going to be an issue, and I agree with his statement. Um, a good coach is a good coach, and I'm willing to work hard and, and learn some things that I need to learn, but at the, at the, the same time, bring a lot to the room. You know, I'm excited to have Keller in there with me, Chris, as, a, as an assistant. Uh, he's played the position at a high level. We do a great job of communicating and working together. When you say learn some things you want to learn, what are some of those things? Uh, just the nuances of playing the position. Okay. What have been your early impressions of Graham? I'm sorry? What have been your early impressions of Graham? Of Graham, uh, man, it's, it's, I've been impressed in terms of Graham's approach. Um, he loves football in terms of his work ethic. He's willing to work at it mentally. You know, he's a sharp player. He's willing to work at it physically. You know, come in early, stay late, and try and do everything, do everything he can to get better as a as a player. And uh, I'm excited to see where what, what the what the future has in store. But I think Graham's in a great place. I think he's a strong leader. That's really committed to being the best for himself and his team. Yeah, I've worked with Mickey quite a bit uh, on the recruiting side. And number one, me and Mickey had a prior relationship, you know, working together in pit. So I respect Mickey as a person and as a man. Um, he did a great job with the tight ends, you know, just watching the film uh, last year and watching a bunch of the individual drills when I first got here, getting caught up. And uh, I'm impressed. Mickey's very organized. He's smart. He's sharp. And I think he's going to help us a lot. Uh, early on, it's just guys are flying around. You know, I'm just looking at the big picture right now. You know, not so much as trying to narrow in on a guy, but like let's, as an offense, let's learn what we're doing collectively. Let's see how we can perfect what we're doing individually, you know, within within that concept. And just seeing who's going to grasp the big picture of what we're teaching in the run game, in the pass game, and protection. So, you know, guys will start popping out. We've only had two practices, about 100 plays. So guys will start, you know, separating themselves. And but more importantly, man, the spring is really a time for us as a as a team to come together and, and push each other to get better, offensively, defensively, and within each position group. You know, offensively, you know, the receivers are going to push each other. Offensively, the O line is going to hold each other accountable. So that's what the spring is about. It's really about us and the Badgers and how can we continue to work hard and improve and get ready uh, for the fall. Yeah, I think that's certainly a part of it for me. Uh, just being on the field with them for 15 practices is going to be great. The first two have been really good. Um, so you get a chance to run different routes. You get a chance to see formations, motion shifts. You get a chance to watch a guy uh, run routes or, or receive the handoff and, and play football. 
for for a few weeks now, and then you get a better a sense of who they are. So it's going to be big and it's going to be fun, and I'm excited to see you know what each guy can bring to the table because we've done a great job of bringing some talented guys in here, and so I'm looking forward to. We got some young guys, but they're talented. We got some veteran guys that have, have kind of been been there and done that. Uh, so I think we got a good mix and a good blend right now. And just a couple practices. I think the effort, I think the love for the game, I think the camaraderie uh, amongst the guys, offensively and defensively, the competitiveness. Uh, guys are out there and uh, they're competing hard. So those are a couple of the things in terms of the intangibles that, or the tangibles that just jumped out at me. Just schematically, how similar or different do you expect this offense to look to, to the way Wisconsin offense is traditionally? Yeah, um, I think that's gonna determine itself over time. But, you know, I think you're going to see some things that you recognize, and hopefully you'll see some things that are, that are unfamiliar. But I think right, right now we're in the process of terms of let's get back to the fundamentals. I think every year you have to rebuild the foundation, and you have to start over with the fundamentals. Uh, and and as a, this is our first time together as a, uh, as a team, as an offensive unit. So I think, you know, over the course of time, that will define itself. Bobby, with Al Johnson, who just recently hired, Still early, but how have you seen him develop relationships with running backs? How do you think he's working with that group right now? Yeah, I think Al's been great. You know, I enjoy talking to Al, and I know the players do as well. Uh, he's very sharp football mind. He's a guy that's worn a lot of hats. Uh, he's got to play here, and he understands the game. And I think he's a great teacher. Uh, so I think that the running backs are excited to have him. I'm excited to have him, and I'm looking forward to working with him. Bobby, as you reviewed last year, I don't know further back you went with these guys. What are some of the things you think that this offense has to improve to kind of take that step up and score more, kind of produce more on the field? Um, I, I've watched some tape, um, but you know, the focus right now for us is like, how do we move forward? You know, there's certainly things that you can take from last year's tape, but you know, like I said, we this year we're starting with a blank slate and laying the foundation for the 2022 Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, you look back and you say, what can we, okay, turnovers. How can we secure the ball more? Uh, you can start looking at some technical stuff with each group. Um, but I'm really excited to, to start uh, this thing fresh and new from where we are and build on it and move forward. What appealed to you about this opportunity? I'm sorry? What appealed to you about coming in? Uh, a lot. As I said in my opening press conference, just the program, the tradition, its history. Um, you know, prior relationship with Paul, and his approach, not just to the game. I think, you know, philosophically, you know, we, we think a lot about football in the same way, um, but also the way he relates to the players and the way he loves being on the football field and coaching, you know. So and I was I was excited about all of those things. And, and obviously I, I had some intimate knowledge with Dean being here. So I just liked the, the, the direction and the trajectory the program was going. And it's a great opportunity for me. I'm honored, I'm humbled to be here and to be a part of this. And, and hopefully I could, you know, do some things to help us win some games. Speaking of Dean, how is he making, I know it's only two practices in, but how, how's he looking so far? <laughs> he, uh, he's trying to get the offense down, man. You know, I told him he was over on defense and kind of learned and had it figured out. Coach Leonard and the staff did a great job, but no, nah, it's been fun. He's smart. All of the guys are in the same boat in terms of working at it. And, it's, and that's what we're excited about as coaches. We get a chance to teach. You get a chance to teach it in the classroom and go drill it on the field. And then you let those guys go out and play. So, you know, He's part of that mix, and those guys will be—they'll be competing hard for for some spots.
you and Paul have both talked about the play calling being a collaborative process. Just how will that kind of work in terms of who gets final say, that type of thing? In well, man, he's the head coach. Right. <laughs> I think let's start there. But, you know, I'm going to call plays, but how does that look in terms of collaborating? I don't really know yet because we're just starting the spring. But, you know, Paul has a lot of wisdom, a lot of experience in calling plays. So I'm going to I'm going to lean on him. I'm going to talk ball with him. What that looks like in real time in the game, I'm not sure yet. But, you know, it's going to be fun uh, and it's going to be challenging to, to figure it out and to work hard this spring to make sure, you know, we're building the, the type of offense that we want to see. Um, you know, you see an athletic group that's, that's detailed, that's workmanlike in their approach. Um, you know, it's hard to say who's, you know, but you got guys that have experience. Uh, you know, Nelson, uh, Bordellini, Beach, uh, Brown, these guys have played football, right? Ferdy. So I'm excited. I think there's some competition there. And obviously having Coach Bostad back in that room, you know, his track record speaks for itself. Um, I felt like I knew Bo when I came here after listening to Kevin Zeitler for a whole year. He was behind me, right, in the meeting rooms every day. But now I think Bo's got a tremendous track record and he, he does a great job of, you know, just technique and preparing those guys and, and getting them ready to play. So I'm excited for our O-line and, and to see how they look as we continue to build in jail. Bobby, with, with Bob moving to the offensive line, but then having Al, you know, you're learning talking to Alvis Witted and then, you know, Chris also taking over the tight ends. Just how much for spring is it not just for the players to, to build and develop, but also for the coaches to develop and, and build bonds and, and learn how to work with each other too? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, I think it's important. Um, you know, Al just came in, what, a week ago? <laughs> you know, I came in a month ago. So, you know, we're working hard to, to make sure we're right as well. But there's a lot of communication going on, which I love. There's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of great ideas. And again, this is, this is, this is, I tell guys all the time, this is our offense, man. This is all of us. We're all invested. So I'm excited. Alvis has been great. You know, he's sharp. Uh, he knows how to prepare receivers to get the best out of them. Uh, and, and this is, I think Paul's put together a really good staff. Uh, and I'm excited to see how we work together. Thank you again, everybody, for tuning in to the BadgerBliss.com podcast. Again, I'm Jake Kokorowski, senior writer. Find me at Twitter at Jake Coco, K-O-C-O, BadgerBlitz at Badger underscore Blitz. For John McNamara at McNamara Rivals and for Ben Wargle at the Badger Nation, Raul Vasquez at Raul V 45 are our Twitter handles there. Of course, please uh, subscribe to this podcast. Give us reviews. We'd love to improve our product further and deliver what you would like to listen to, especially travels. Summer's coming up. We got some ideas up our sleeve, but we'd love to hear from y'all as to what you'd like to hear regarding Wisconsin athletics on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you have podcasts. That's where we are. Our YouTube channel. Again, both the podcast and the YouTube channel are free to subscribe to. But we have a lot more coming up, interviews, availabilities, hopefully a little bit of the highlights that we can display here on BadgerBlitz.com. Of course, the written form, Wisconsin.Rivals.com, BadgerBlitz.com. Last plug for the promo, first, you know, new users, first year, 22 bucks. Use promo code Badgers22, go to BadgerBlitz.com. Promo code Badgers22, new users, first year, only 22 bucks, less than two bucks a month. 
less than cash, uh, <laughs> less than a cup of coffee, less than what, uh, can't, you know, a 24 ounce of diet Pepsi like I drink and consume very often nowadays. So give us a chance. We'd love to earn your business again. Badgers 22 is the promo code first uh, yeah, new users first year, only 22 bucks. On that note, I'm going to let y'all go. Have a great week and stay warm. Be well, stay healthy. We'll talk to you soon next week on the BadgerBliss.com podcast powered by Overtime Media.